Welcome to Watershed Weekly. Native to hillside meadows in Europe, orange hawkweed was first introduced in Alaska in 1818 as an herbal remedy and ornamental flower. It is a prolific grower and is now a widespread problem in southeast and south-central Alaska. You'll notice this flower starting to show show its orangey blossoms in Hanes in mid-July. Successfully removing patches of this invasive plant begins prior to the flowering stage, But before we dive into proper removal techniques, let's talk a little bit more about the characteristics of this plant. Orange hawkweed, with its distinctive dark red to orange blossoms, is a perennial, meaning that it lives for more than two years, which is different from the short-lived annual, alive for only one growing season, or a biennial, which lives for two years only. It has shallow roots reaching only 1.5 to 4.5 inches below the ground, These well-developed fibrous roots produce an arrangement of leaves known as a basal rosette. This means the leaves radiate out at the base of the stem near the ground. The spear-shaped leaves are long and can reach up to 5 inches in length. These plants can reach a height of 12 inches with up to 30 flower heads in an umbrella-like shape at the top of the plant. Each floret is approximately 1.5 inches in diameter with dark red edges blending into a deep orange center. Orange hawkweed is in the aster family, so each of these florets is in fact made up of dozens of tiny little ray flowers, all bunched together to give the appearance of a single flower. Each tiny ray flower produces a single seed. The orange hawkweed is a pretty flower that was introduced as an ornamental, so what's the problem? Unfortunately, it can create many negative ecological impacts and is capable of crowding out the native plants, leading to less less biological diversity. The basal rosette of the plant grows in dense mats, pushing out the native flora. This plant has some superpowers when it comes to reproducing. Not only does each plant produce anywhere from 50 to 600 seeds, but it also sends four to eight stalins, or runners, out each season. It is so tenacious it can re-sprout even from the tiniest fragment left in the soil, and mowing only promotes more growth. The seeds of the hawkweed are viable for up to seven years, and the fruits are dispersed in the wind, making it easy for these plants to travel. They can also cling to socks and be carried in vehicles or by animals. The more they spread, the more prolific they become, and the greater the loss of native plants and the species that depend on them. So what can we do? The good news is we can make a difference, and it starts by looking around your property or in areas where there is disturbed soil, especially along roadsides. Use a field guide to help you identify the basal rosette of the orange hawkweed, and make note of where patches are located. Techniques such as mowing or cutting are not effective, and can have the opposite result by increasing growth of these die-hard plants. It is best to get a shovel and dig out the entire root system. Do this before the plant starts to flower and put them in plastic garbage bags that can be deposited at the landfill. You can also burn the plants in a designated burn barrel or fire ring. Do not compost the plants, as this could contaminate your compost, 
and help spread the weed. You can also use a weed fabric barrier that is draped over the infestation. With this technique, it is important to monitor the edges and control any hawkweed that is peeking out the sides of the fabric. Another option is the proper and careful use of systemic herbicides. For more information about how to do this, visit the UAF Cooperative Extension Service website. You can make a difference and help slow and even stop the spread of hawkweed. If everyone pitches in, we can slowly remove the problem weed and start to reintroduce native plants and restore disturbed landscapes back to their natural state. This week's episode was written by Tracy Wyrick Cassidy and narrated by Ryan Piles. Watershed Weekly is a production of Tokshnik Watershed Council. Support comes from the Reuben E. Crossett Endowment Fund for Children's Health in Southeast Alaska and radio station KHNS.